Welcome back. It's the... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, my goodness gracious. We got a new name. You know, I was thinking, how am I going to start this off? You know, I, I always say, welcome back. It's the Game Stoppers. But I think we got to change it up a little bit. So, let's make some adjustments to this. It's the halftime adjustment, baby. <laughs> Woo! I'm excited. I'm excited. Playoffs are here. They are just electrifying. Can I tell you something? How about them, Cowboys? Ooh! Doggy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I don't know if you guys could tell, but just watch the Cowboys lose. I'm sorry to Cowboys fans, but watch the Cowboys lose. I, woo! I, I, I'm happy about it. I'm happy. I'm happy. Now. Let's talk about the game for a second. Number one, I'm, I'm just going to kickstart it off. That last play of the game, Zeke snaps ball. Dak Prescott gets it, throws over, and just that wide receiver gets cracked. Gets cracked. God, Turpin just got cracked. He should have tossed it back or maybe, Dak, why would you even throw that? Why would Zeke snap a ball when he's a running back? He got plowed over, by the way. All-around stupid call. That that remind me, you know, when I wa was watching it, I'm like, hang on, hang on, whoa, 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 what is this? Is that the Colts? Is that the Colts out there? No, it wasn't. It was the Dallas Cowboys doing a Dallas Cowboy thing. Number one, Dak Prescott. That whole game, that whole game, Dak was not good. He's a good quarterback. He really is. He has potential. He has the fire, but he cannot show up in these. These big games, man. Are you kidding me? He's having the same exact career as Tony Romo. He is pushing 30 now, and his career is going to start going down the drain if he does not get it together. He is 30 years old, and he hasn't done anything for that Dallas Cowboys franchise since he's been there. Nothing. He hasn't gotten any Super Bowl. He hasn't been to the Super Bowl, number one. He's had everything. Amari Cooper was phenomenal. He had Des Bryant for a little bit. He was good. Zeke. Now, Zeke's gone downhill ever since. But let's be honest, at 2016, 2017, he had a pretty good run. He had a great run. And then you have CeeDee Lamb now. You, you had Amari Cooper. Honestly, I liked Cole Beasley when he was there. He was definitely a good option at receiver. And his O-line has been stellar for the majority of his career. And then, obviously, defense has, hasn't been too good since he's been there. But this year, he had the defense. He has no excuses to not be good. Now, I get it. I get it. It's easier being a fan than to be on the field, being a coach or a player. But from what I'm seeing <laughs> as a fan of the game is that Dak, Dakota, Prescott cannot do anything. He had the most picks for the stretch of games, man. What was it, 14 games? He, he had a pick every game, and this game he had two picks? Horrible. Horrible. Number one, they couldn't even get a run game going. Now, I get it, Tony Pollard got injured. That's going to hurt you a lot, especially when you need big plays. <laughs> but Zeke, he can't even move three yards without getting tired or getting even tackled. He can't move like he used to. I don't know what's happened to him. He's just gone downhill. The O-line's there. I try to keep Pollard. Zeke said that he's going to stay another year. Uh, the Cowboys are just in shambles. 
They're in shambles. They need a rebuild. They need to move on from Dak. They really do. Need to move on from Zeke and try to just rebuild. I get it. They're the big, they're the, they are America's team, but clearly they should not be named America's team. They should not. I don't know who gave them that nickname, but that should have stuck in the 90s. It should have stayed in the 90s. And leave it there. <laughs> but the 49ers, the 49ers are the team to beat. They are the team to beat. I got them in the Super Bowl, and I got the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Now, would I like to see the Chiefs win? Absolutely not. I want to see the Bengals win. I want to see Joe Burr win. But let's 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 stick on this man, Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant is undefeated as a rookie. Comes in midseason. Garoppolo goes down. Trey Lance goes down. Who steps up? This man, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. And has lit it up ever since. Now, has he been put into a great situation? Absolutely, he has. He has Christian McCaffrey. He has George Kittle. He has Debo Samuel. He has a decent... I'm not even going to say... He has a good offensive line. He has Brandon Ayuk. He has Elijah Mitchell. He has a really good coach at Cal Shanahan. And then on top of all of that, he has the best defense in the National Football League. So I'd say, yeah, he's been put in a great situation. But why does this man, Mr. Irrelevant, who has turned into Mr. Relevant, turn into one of the better quarterbacks of the National Football League? Explain that to me. But I tell you what, you can't explain that to me. Because all I can tell you is, he's got that dog in him. He is him. He is doing his thing. Now, that 49ers-Dallas Cowboy game, 12-19, that was a boring game. <laughs> boring game. But Brock still did his thing. McCaffrey did his thing. Kittle did his thing. And you can't say anything. Those two defenses were going back to back. They held the 49ers to less than 20 points. But this man, Dak Prescott, could not get down the field to score a single touchdown. Well, he, he, he got one touchdown. But that's, that's not what I'm trying to say. He got one touchdown. But I'm saying this man, Dak Prescott, could not get more. Then 12 points. He got one touchdown. One touchdown. I get it. It's, it's the number one defense in the league. But your defense held these 49ers who have been scoring over 30 points a game. Says Brock Purdy has become quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. Your defense with Micah Parsons, who got held. He was held that game. Trent Williams, Not I'm not saying he was held as in like the call, but... He was stopped. Trent was there all game, stopping Micah Parsons. All game. But your defense still held Brock Purdy in the 49ers 19 points. Huh. I mean, you got to do something. You got to do something. I also blame coaching. The coaching was pretty poor. I definitely blame Mike McCarthy for some of that. I feel for you Cowboys fans. I don't know about the whole burning of Dak Prescott jersey, but... <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I, I would probably, though. I would. I would. I'm not going to lie to you. That was, man, what a rant. That was my rant about the Niners and Cowboys game. All right, let's move on to the Philadelphia versus the New York Giants, baby. All right. I, I'm just so excited. You know, it's good. I, I, I got to take a second here. I got to take a second. 
to kind of vent. It just feels good to be back. I was so quiet for not posting, and now we're back. We got a new name. We got a very nice logo. And by the way, that prior logo was a beautiful one too. I drew it myself. <laughs> it was horrible. What am I talking about? I was in eighth grade and I made that. Woo! Man, time flies. Anyway, let's stick back to football, baby. Giants. Eagles. Good. Lord, was that a butt whooping. That was a butt whooping, man. Eagles did not take their foot off the Giants' throat. They didn't. To be fair, when I was watching this game, the Giants did not seem like they were the same team as they were against the Vikings. We can all agree, their energy was different in these two games. I don't know what I saw. The defense looked slow. It looked like it was in shambles, like they've never played with each other. And the offense just didn't seem to click like they did against the Vikings. I will say this, though. Eagles got one of the better defenses in the league as well. They also got one of the better offenses. This Giants team does not have as many pro bowlers or even phenomenal players as the Eagles. Let's look at the pro bowlers that they got on the Eagles, right? Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, and Lane, Lane Johnson. Those are the guys on offense. On defense, they got Darius Slay and Hassan Reddick. <laughs> you know what that tells me? That's a lot of pro bowlers. You know how many the Giants have? Just two. Just two. Now I get it. Andrew Thomas, I think absolutely should be a pro bowler. But when you're going up against someone like Trent Williams, you can't really be a pro bowler, can you? Giants put their heart out. Can we all agree with some here? I, You know, my good buddy Athens, he was on here, on this podcast. He was my partner. Big Giants fan. And I was texting him the whole game. I was talking through him the whole game. He was frustrated. He said the same thing I did. He, he said the offense just didn't seem like it was clicking, acting the same. They were doing stupid things in terms of moves, stutter stepping when they could have just ran. I, I told him, dude, I'm going to be completely honest with you. If y'all win, I'd be happy if I'm a fan. If y'all lose, I'm going to be a little less happy, but I'm still going to be happy. You know what this shows me? This shows me that a team led by Brian Dable as a head coach and Daniel Jones, who's on the last year of his contract, so of course he's going to probably, probably play a little better, better, just like Josh Jacobs. But I told him, your team's got a future. You get Barkley back. You could get Danny Dimes back. Build up that interior offensive line. You already have Andrew Thomas and you have Evan Neal. Those are two locks at the tackles. Just build up that interior. Build up that defense. Which you have a young, talented defense on top of a young coaching staff that can help. This team has such a phenomenally bright future. You could even build up receivers more. You have Darius Slayton. Now you you also have a tight end that is a lock. Daniel Bellinger, he played really good for them when he came in. Was really good for the Giants. He has that lock at starting position if he keeps up what he's doing. But let's move to the defense. Who do they have? They have Dexter Lawrence. I 
you know, Julian Love, he's been pretty subpar this season. But he's still young. You could build off of him. Jabril Peppers. He's good. You have Tay Crowder. He's a good linebacker. And Jalen Williams. They brought him in this season. He played good this season. Leonard Williams. He's he's getting older, but he's still a really good vet to have on defense. Keep him there. You also have Kayvon Thibodeau. You also have big play Darnay Holmes. He can make a big play. <laughs> Best believe he can. And he's young. This is a young team that could grow. I would be ecstatic to be a Giants fan. And as a Giants franchise, if I'm the owner of the Giants, I'm ecstatic. I'm looking at my team and be like, holy cow, this team was supposed to get a top 10 pick. Now we're getting a top 20 pick. Oh, I'm sorry, top 25 pick. I, I'd be so happy. I'd be happy. This is a team with a bright future. This is... I'm happy for the Giants. I can't say least, but let's go to the Eagles. You know, Eagles dominated this game. Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, both with tutties. Then you have Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott and Jalen Hurts with tutties. Jalen Hurts, three touchdowns in the game. Two passing, one rushing. Threw for a little over 100, 100 yards. That's pretty good, too. For the Giants defense, you held Jalen to under 200 yards. Granted, you you didn't stop the running game. I mean, two guys almost got 100 yards rushing. Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders. It's just hard. You're going up against this stacked team. And having... They have a good coach with Nick Sirianni, Sirianni, who is a candidate for Coach of the Year. But personally, I think Brian Dable should get it. But... It's just tough. You're going up. You go from Vikings to the Eagles. Those are two totally different caliber teams. One's led by Kirk Cousins. One's led by MVP uh, race. uh, What's the word, man? MVP caliber Jalen Hurts this season. So I'd be happy. I'd be happy for both teams. Eagles, though. I'll get into that a little bit when I'm talking about the matchup this weekend, but they got a tough matchup with the them 49er boys. All right, let's move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Kansas City Chiefs. So, watching this game, right, I'm expecting an, a blowout. Second quarter, Mahomes goes down. And the way he got tackled, I'm looking at that ankle, and I'm like, oh, boy, this can't be good. He's hurt, but he wants to go back in. That fire that I saw in Mahomes is unreal. Unreal. He goes down. Here comes Chad Henney. Leads a drive for a touchdown. Unbelievable. Jacksonville could not stop him. Jacksonville played good. Personally, I think they could have ran the ball more. They really could. But I just don't get why. You, If you run the ball more, you keep Mahomes off the field. Mahomes comes back. Second half. On one leg. Don't tell me he had two legs. He scrambled for hobbling 
and got that first. He threw a touchdown pass, jumping while his ankle was hurt. He had a high ankle sprain. And he jumped and threw a pass. And not only was that pass good, it was phenomenal. One-legged Mahomes is a top 10 quarterback, while Patrick Mahomes with two legs is a top two quarterback, and he ain't number two. But this goes with the same realm as the Jackson or as the New York Giants. If I am a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, now I said at the beginning of the year, I said, hey, watch out for these Jaguars. This man, Trevor Lawrence, had one bad year because he had a bad coach and a bad team. But now he has threats. He has Travis Etienne. His O-line is better. He has a better receiving core. Christian Kirk was a good ad. Evan Ingram breakout season. Zay Jones breakout season. Look who, where they made it to the playoffs to. We all knew that they weren't going to win against the Chiefs. But they sure did one heck of a job. 20 to 27? Are you kidding me? That's how close they kept it with the Chiefs? That's phenomenal. Now I get it. Mahomes was injured. But that still doesn't matter. Mahomes was still throwing dots. Now that one pass to Travis Kelsey on the left side where he threw it threw it to Kelsey's left side a little left, that was a miscommunication easily. I think Mahomes thought Kelsey was going to cut in a little bit more and Kelsey wanted to go out more toward the sideline. It was kind of a mix-up right there. And also could have been because Mahomes threw off his back foot. But, <laughs> hey, what do I know? I say my biggest, my biggest takeaway here from this game of what the Jacksonville Jaguars should have done, you had Trevor Lawrence throw 40 times. All you have to do is keep this man, Patrick Mahomes, off the field for a good amount of time, and you could win the ball game or short, sure keep it even closer than this and make the score 24-27. They ran the ball with Travis Etienne 10 times, right? Why not run it more? Run Travis Etienne 20 times. He's getting 6.2 yards per carry. Run him 20 times. I could care less if you run him 30 times. <laughs> You're keeping Mahomes off the field. I think a biggest biggest issue with this game, too, is, is the fact that Jamal Agnew not only muffed a punt, but he also fumbled the football, too, when he caught it. Uh, rough game for Jamal Agnew. Hard game to watch in fourth quarter for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But like the Giants, I'd still be one happy camper that this Jacksonville Jaguars team made it this far into the playoffs. This is a team also that should have had a top 10 pick, but now they have a top 25 pick. Chiefs, talk about the Chiefs for a second. First of all, Travis Kelsey, best tight end in the whole league, uh, there's no question about it. The tight end game this whole year has been very poor. I mean, Waller being out most of the year. Goddard was out some parts of the year. Andrews didn't really have his quarterback for most of the year. And you have this man, Travis Kelsey, and Mahomes duo, which is the most unstoppable duo in football right now. Or is it? There is this man in Cincinnati. 
You know, he goes by the name of Joseph Burr. I'm sorry. Joe Shiesty. I'm sorry. Joe Cool. <laughs> he has so many names. I can't keep up with it. We all know he is the hottest man in the NFL right now at quarterback position. Now, 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 now wait a minute. Pause on that. I do not mean what how that sounded was bad. But what I do mean is that this man is on a whole nother league <laughs> against the Buffalo Bills defense. Who was injured? I get it. Micah Hyde injured. Jordan Poyer injured. Von Miller injured. But you have Leslie Frazier as your defensive coordinator, who is one of the better defensive coordinators in the NFL right now. You, ha you still have Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, Tredavious White, and Jordan Poirier for some of the game. Some of the game he was in there. This team is still good defensively. <laughs> but I'm sorry. This man, Joseph Burrow, 242 yards and two touchdowns. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? He, <laughs> he let them up. First quarter, he had 14 points. He did not hold back. First of all, when he made that spin pass for the warm-ups, game's over. Him and Jamar Chase, unstoppable duo. Hayden Hurst having a phenomenal game, too, at the tight end position with five catches, 59 yards, and one touchdown. Joe Mixon have 20 carries and over 100 yards. They just they couldn't stop him. They could not stop him. Now, I'm going to break down. I'm going to break down the Bills real quick. Because we all know about the Bengals. The Bengals were that team. So let me break down the Bills real quick. Run game. By far one of the worst run games in the NFL. If not the worst. I'd honestly consider it the worst run game in the NFL. They ran 19 times. You know who had the most rushes? Josh Allen. Their quarterback, mind you. Their quarterback. They don't have a really a good running back. James Cook's decision-making is poor. Devin Singletary, all around poor. Run The offensive line in terms of their run blocking, poor. They don't have a run game. That's their biggest issue is that they don't have a run game. On top of that, Josh Allen this game. Was not very good. He wasn't. But I've heard a lot of things like, is Josh Allen still a top 10, a top 5 quarterback? Absolutely. I still think Josh Allen is a top 5 quarterback. He's dealt with a very bad offensive line. He still is a phenomenal quarterback. He still sling that thing deep. <sighs> Josh Allen is still him. He is still that guy. For Buffalo. For the next up and coming years. But if you get a better O-line for him, ask him to take a pay cut so you can build that O-line. And then on top of that, get a run game. Get get a better running back. You don't even have to get someone so good as like a Derrick Henry. You don't have to get someone like that. If you get someone mediocre, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just get a solid running back that could get his butt in there and then push. Get three good running backs. I'm telling you, they'll get it done. They'll help out Josh Allen a lot. 
Because the issue with Josh Allen is if you keep having him rush 8 to 15 times a game, you're going to turn him into Cam Newton. He's going to become injured. And and speaking of this Cam Newton-Josh Allen comparison, I've heard it around a lot. Who is better, current Josh Allen or prime Cam Newton? And I'm going to tell you something. It's Cam Newton. (laughs) Call me crazy. It is Cam Newton. Who did he have on offense that Josh Allen has had, comparison-wise? Greg Olson? Steve Smith? You can't compare those guys to Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders. Those guys, and yes, I said Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. Those are two solid veterans to have on the team. Cam had Devin Funches. Devin Funches. He had Steve Smith. What are you supposed to do with those guys? Yes, he. but I will, I will give Cam this. He had a slightly, slightly better offensive line. He had a better run game with Jonathan Stewart coming in there. But defensively, Bills have that. Coaching-wise, I'd say... Yeah, I'd lean, I'd lean to equal. I think Ron Rivera had a very good scheme for Cam. And I think Sean McDermott has a very good scheme for Josh Allen. So I'd say they're equal there. But Cam has done more in his career, like even it up with Josh Allen's career and Cam Noon's career. With what, Josh Allen being in the league four or five years? Cam's first four or five years? Cam took them to a Super Bowl. Cam took himself to an MVP. Cam took himself to an offensive rookie of the year. Cam Newton is better than Josh Allen. I'm not saying Josh Allen is a bad quarterback. Please do not take this as I am saying he is a bad quarterback. Josh Allen is still a phenomenal quarterback. And I bet you next year he will prove everybody wrong. He will prove how good he is to everybody. If they just help the man out and they get healthy. Von Miller not being in this game was critical. He, Von lives for these moments. I'm a Broncos fan. Trust me. I know how he is in the playoffs. He just flips a switch and he's that guy. But not having a a solid pass rush because you're not going to rush guys with AJ Espinosa, Greg Russo, and Ed Oliver all coming together. I mean, you're just not going to do that, especially with Burrow being able to take a hit. But if you have Vaughn coming off the edge for six, seven plays in a drive, if it lasts that long, you're you're fine because you got Vaughn. However, see you guys next year, Bills. And hello, Joe. Cool. All right, now we have the NFL playoffs, the the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship, baby. These are going to be electrifying games. We have Patrick Mahomes, the magician, versus Joe Shiesty. And on the NFC, we have this man, Jalen Hurts. So many doubts coming into him this season as the starting quarterback, but he has proven everybody wrong. This team has improved offensively, defensively, and then you have the 49ers who have got this man at quarterback named Brock Purdy. Mystery relevant to Mr. Relevant. All right, I'm going to give you the 10 this uh, little episode off.
I'm going to tell you the scores of the game. KC versus Cincinnati. I got 31 to 28 KC, an overtime win. Well, maybe it's not an overtime win. I don't know. But I'm going to say 31 to 28. And for Philly San Fran, I got an 18 to 21. Maybe 18 16, around there. I think it'll be highly defensive. Now, who comes on top? 49ers. I'm going to say. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. 1821, 49ers win the ball game. They win. Off of another field goal by Robbie Gold, a man who has never missed a kick in the playoffs. Anyway, the outro of me, what I say, does not change. So, you know what that means? Uh, I'll catch y'all next time. Peace.